adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Giddy up, as they say. Yeah, Jason, how does it feel not to be the minority in this podcast now? Yeah, there you go, Tone. Yeah, that's the idea. Do you want to run through, Jake, do you want to run through your different voices with him to see which one he prefers? Yeah, I'm thinking just the regular voice is probably the most sustainable. Uh, yeah. I have a little bit of a radio voice, Tony, that I can throw on from time to time if I want to sound a little bit older and more professional. Um, if you want to make a, sustain it for very long. If you want to make a serious point, I would say use that voice. Like if we're talking, you know, Mass incarceration, redlining, hmm. you know, police brutality. I would say use that voice. Okay. So All to make it a very true, f- heartfelt point tone, you want him to go to a completely fake voice. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll sound not fake, though. Yeah. He thinks he can do the, uh, like, the big voice at the score. Like, the one that, that mm-hmm. says, like, what time the show is and who's coming up next and things like that. Do you want to, no, let's see, Tony's the radio guy. He'd know. Mm-hmm. This is going to be honest feedback for you for once. Uh, better in the morning or when I'm uh, hungover for some reason, the bass really comes through then. But um, <laughs> let's see. You're listening to Jason Leisure on the score. 670 Chicago. Not too bad. That's not too bad. Um, you need a bit more consistency. Like if you're going to, you got to maintain the voice, you know, throughout every saying, you got to push out, you know, every word. The inflection is really what makes it like, is this a joke? Is this a bit? Or is this like a real one? You're like in the middle of, is this a real read? Or is this like a, somebody trying to make a, a joke here? But I will say for, for an amateur, you're pretty good. That, that was really what I was hoping for. It was pretty good. <laughs> Do you just practice this around your apartment? Do you walk around just practicing different voice over work? Not all the time. Um, more or less when I hear poor announcing or commentary, I then think I can do it and then try. Prove myself wrong usually. But other than that, there's the typical singing in the shower. Um, I talk when I cook sometimes, but not too much else. Hmm. What's your what's your go-to songs? Kind of depends. If I'm, um, let's say, dog sitting for a friend, I always try to put who let the dogs out. Um, I think that's kind of like for a the natural, dog. like we do that for the dog, so the yeah. dog will feel comfortable. Yeah. Assimilating to a new place. So <laughs> you're also disrespecting I, the dog by playing that song. Oh, how? how so? The song's about ugly people. Uh, perhaps I need to give it another listen. <laughs> I just thought it was a lighthearted uh, jingle oh, about no, dogs no. getting loose. No, very, uh, very, very toxic song. Hmm. I mean, you can't take it literally. Don't you have an option to take it literally or to take the layered meaning? Like, couldn't he? Couldn't he just? Couldn't this just be a happy song? They, it's used in every uh, cartoon movie that has dogs. I feel like. Yeah. If, if there you, has to be an acceptable interpretation of it where you just take it literally. There versus, has to versus a true interpretation. I mean, it's like all art tone. It depends how you look at it. 
even it even means different things to different people. That's fair, you know. Except for you know, you know, you know, he made some literal songs. Aging, okay, well, we don't have. Right. You know, All that's right. pretty literal. I don't yeah. think you can change okay. it. He he's kind of like Voldemort these days. Just you know, should not be named. Um, shouldn't be played. Shouldn't be named. But uh, who let the dogs out? Uh, I didn't know was such a, a dark song, Tony. I actually had greater visions for it. Mm. Um, I think it's got potential as a script for a movie. To be honest, uh, <laughs> children's movie. Of course. Okay. How would that work um, exactly? I mean, just within the title, there's so much room um, for creativeness. You know, obviously there are dogs that are going to get out. Um, how they get out, what they do when they're out, um, and do we actually find out who lets them out in the end? And does that matter? There's just a lot of opportunity there. I'm surprised Disney or Pixar hasn't picked it up yet. I'm gonna stand by what the definition of that song means. I'm sorry. I just can't I cannot think not think about what that song what they meant when they sang that song and I'm like that is not okay. Yeah, this is such a cynical jaded version of you Tony. Like usually you have such a childlike view of the world like you want it to believe that it's a it's a song about dogs. This is like a hardened weathered Tony Gill that we're getting. And I love dogs. Right? Like if there's like, like a dope popular song that I that was about dogs, I'd be all for it. It's just it's just once I found out what they were talking about, it's like, well, can't use that song anymore. Kind of disrespectful towards our uh, women counterparts. Hmm. I guess sometimes when you dig and dig, you get to uh, a place that you, you didn't want to get, actually. So thanks, Tony. Uh, no right. longer be playing that in front of the dog to my house anymore. Take it right Tony, out of the playlist. Tony will always dig his way to a place that no one wants to be, I think. It's overthinking, Tone. Come on. Comes with a package sometimes of, of Tony Gill. I mean, I think that there's quite a few songs that have movie potential. Um, another one would be the Macarena. Like, you think that's a song? How could I mean, a movie? How could that be a movie? I mean, you know, unknown prospect, artistic, maybe down on their luck type of star. Um you know, creates and gives birth to this viral dance, right? So the movie is about the person that created the Macarena, um, leads them to worldwide fame and stardom, and lots can happen on that journey. And just It's a worldwide dance everyone knows. You know, people can jam to it while they're watching the movie. <laughs> I think you had a better plan with the Who, Let's the Do- Who Let the Dogs Out movie. I think that could be a great animated movie. Mine would be a kid's movie. Tony's would obviously be an R-rated movie for reasons I'm not still quite not sure of. I mean, there's certainly some creative aspects that you can, based on the definition of that movie, that will be certainly polarizing. You know, it go viral, definitely. But, you know, it's, it's, it's how, far, how far you want to take it, Jake. How, how far you want to take it, you know? Are, are you looking for the approval of the majority? Or are you looking to make some real art here? Well, he doesn't want to make like what you're talking about. He wants to make a happy kids movie where all the dogs get out and get to live as humans for and, you know, run New York City for a week or something like that. That's a little closer to Hotel for Dogs, but that's in the ballpark. Okay, (laughs) Another good flick. Uh, Let's get started here. I don't want to keep doing film and music reviews with you two. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm your host, Jason Leisure. Russ Dorsey is 
out this week. Russ is a very busy man mm-hmm. with, uh, no, not in the way that you mean, Tony. Uh, he's working a lot. And Russ is at the All-Star mm-hmm. Game this week in LA. No, actual. See, this is you. This is what you do. This is how you ruined who let the dogs out, too. Just Why can't it be just taken at face value? Okay. That Russ is busy working okay. at his job. Putting me at work in the same well, some work never stops, Jason. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Uh, Russ is at the All-Star Game, and he's doing uh, uh, another baseball broadcast for Apple TV on Friday. And uh, we have found, I don't know, Tone, maybe the closest uh, replacement for Russ we could find in my brother, Jake Leisure, joining us now yeah. as guest co-host. Yeah, Jake is part of our universe. We did a topic based on his life. So uh, the fans are familiar, at least in part, to Jake Leisure. Uh, so yeah, congratulations, Jake! You made it. Welcome to the big leagues, my guy. Let's go. Feels great. Um, you know, I don't want to say I've been waiting for this moment my entire life, uh, but you know, finally, Jason has has brought me into the fold. So you know, appreciate that, big bro. Well, Tony and I were sitting there talking about who could we get to uh, to fill in for Russ and. I, I do think we have found someone, Tone, that is a reasonable facsimile of Russ in, in many ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Single guy living it up in the city of Chicago, slanging it. Okay. <laughs> that, that is actually my dating profile right there, Tony. <laughs> Nailed it. That's what it says on Bumble. Uh, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Sheets and Giggles is very excited right now about their new mattress, which you can still pre-order. Next month, this deal's going away where they're not, they're no longer going to be giving you $200 off, but you can get it right now. You can get $200 off their mattress. It's a, it's a latex and steel and eucalyptus combination that is designed for airflow, designed to keep you cool. You can get $200 off the pre-order now, plus another $23 off if you go there with our link, SheetsGiggles.com slash essay. Yeah. Do you not have your real sound effects and you're just making them with your, you're just making them organically today? No, that's, that's my favorite ad lib going on for like a few months. Like, I just like it because it just, I just love it. It's my favorite album of all time. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm glad it. I'm glad it makes you happy. Man. Blow a blackout on, with the, with the mattress. Let's go. Let's pick up this mattress, man. I'm looking forward to getting mine. So okay. excited. All right. Well, you can pre-order right now. You can get $200 off. You can actually get $223 off if you go to them with our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Our show is also brought to you by Homage. Um, fantastic clothing company that makes um, all kinds of licensed MLB, NBA, NFL stuff, pop culture stuff. Uh, they supply the shirts for our show. Mm-hmm. Tony, tell the people what you're wearing today. Oh, yeah. Just to piggyback on another shirt that um, it specifically got for me because, you know, I'm, as you guys know, the littest producer in the game. Um, it's confirmed that. You understand me? Gave me the shirt. If you want to see it, check out the, on the socials right now at the Tony Gill. You see that I'm the littest producer in the game. Um, so I followed that up with Legends Never Die. And this is this is a shirt that you can buy on the website using our promo code Sports Twenty. You know, you know how we get down. Like this is a legendary podcast. I'm a legendary producer. Feel me? You know, we, yeah. you know how we self-proclaimed comment? legend. Yeah, self-proclaimed legend. Amish thinks their help. I, I, what might be lost to some people in that like hurricane of an explanation from you is that Amish custom made and sent you a T-shirt that says "Littest Producer in the Game." Mm-hmm. 
101. Uh, as a gift because they enjoy working with our show and they like the work that you did. They like the intro that you produced for the pay homage segment. Um, but they, I think they think they're doing a nice thing and they don't realize how much harder they're making life for Russ and I to deal with you and your unmanageable ego. I mean, they're only confirming what we all know. So yeah. I don't know if it's helping or hurting. It's just it's speaking facts. It's speaking truth. It's like you don't say anything to truth. You just accept truth because that's what it is. Feel me? Oh, okay, Tom. I mean, Jake, if it's uh, on a shirt, it's probably true. That's what I know. Facts. <laughs> Jake, what T-shirt did you pick for homage this week? I went with just the standard Bears. Uh, Navy, got the blue helmet on there. It's a classic helmet. Um, usually leave my Bears gear in the closet until a little bit closer to football season. Uh, but this shirt's very soft and comfortable. And uh, you, you actually got me an homage shirt. Uh, whether you know it or not, a couple of years back with the big hurt on it. And to this day, it's one of the softest that I have. So I was excited um, about the chip, but uh, more personally excited to uh, get this this shirt, this free shirt, and wear it. So thanks, <laughs> Homage. Um, know that it's going to good use. I shall wear it frequently in the city of Chicago. And uh, they, they have a lot of Chicago stuff, actually. They have a pretty good collection of stuff from the Sky, the White Sox, the Bears, the Bulls. Uh, they have some Loyola stuff on there, too, I think. And like Tony said, you can get 20% off your first order with homage with our promo code SPORTS20. Just type that in at checkout, and you'll get 20% off. I've got a, uh, I've got one of their several Jackie Robinson T-shirts today, Royal Blue, Born to Play Ball, kind of a, uh, an artist's uh, portrait of Jackie Robinson. They have 11 different T-shirts, crew neck, and uh, hoodie sweatshirts on their site with Jackie Robinson, some of them with famous quotes from him. They have his 1952 baseball card on a shirt there. Um, Tony, did you see the uh, the tribute that Denzel Washington did for Jackie Robinson uh, leading into the All-Star game the other night? Uh, okay, one, I did not. Uh, two, okay. thank you for assuming that I watch baseball during vacation time for baseball people. So I appreciate you going out on that limb and saying, oh, Tony must have, you know, watched a, a major sporting event. I did not. I mean, the clip was on Twitter, too, so I thought maybe you'd see that. Um, I, I, I chose the Jackie Robinson T-shirt because I think he's just such an, um, you know, this is not profound or anything, but a fascinating and impressive figure from history, not just sports history, but American history. You're talking about a guy that starred in football, basketball, track, baseball, coached college basketball, served in the Army, helped found a bank, was an activist, uh, did so many things beyond just play baseball and beyond just having an impact in baseball. So uh, 11 different shirts you can find in their Jackie Robinson collection, and you can get 20% off your first order at Homage with our promo code SPORTS20. Tony, you mentioned that uh, that Jake is kind of part of the sports-adjacent universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows you guys. He's met you and Russ. Uh, I think he, I think Russ, um, I want to say the character of Russ, but I don't know that it's so much of a character. I feel like the Russ we get on here is also the Russ we get off mic pretty much. And uh, that resonates with Jake. Jake kind of sees a lot of himself in Russ. Uh, but I feel like if we really want to get this thing going the right way this week uh, and, and having a special guest in, we should do something. We should do kind of like 
uh, a 20 questions type thing where we get, help everybody really get to know Jake. You've heard about him. You've heard about him. Trust me, you've heard plenty about him and his, uh, his interesting escapades in life. But uh, I think we could run through some questions here that will help fill in some of the gaps for people. Oh, yeah. What is an unusual but mandatory, like you cannot skip this part of your daily routine? Unusual but mandatory, you know, it's I would say six out of seven days a week uh, because it's Sunday is not available. But I watch Wheel of Fortune um, usually six days a week. I do it for a few reasons, uh, mainly to stay sharp mentally, um, to keep studying Pat uh, for a few reasons. But um, ultimately, I think, you know, it, it helps the brain keep moving. And so um, solving a couple puzzles per day, um, hopefully he's adding a few years onto this life. I feel like I feel like Vanna White is. The, her role isn't as progressive as I would like it to be. I mean, because all she does is is stand there and look pretty and flip the letters you think that yeah. you're saying that that on, is minimizing on, her abilities yeah. probably on, on top of we can do that automatically like we don't need her there like we could get a robot to do that but you think that about everything in life you think we could get a robot to umpire baseball games and even play catcher in baseball games yeah I mean I feel like Wheel of Fortune can be more creative I feel like they're just saying oh well this is it like what what's next what's the next level for Wheel of Fortune that's your question. Um, I will say that Vanna's abilities are, are much greater than her current role. Uh, Pat one time had, I think, some sort of blocked intestine situation going on, and he needed emergency surgery, so Vanna stepped in and hosted for the week mm-hmm. and was flawless. It was great. Uh, stepped right in and you know, maybe had some people at ABC thinking she could be the next host, which is a concern of mine. She's younger than Pat. Um, she could definitely step in and, and replace Pat once he steps away. Uh, what, mean, if she, not, what if she what if she becomes the host? That, what right? if she becomes the host though, and then you flip the letters? Oh, I'd be even, okay with that. That's an even easier job for you. I, I don't think I shine as much in that respect because I, I mean I've never worn a dress. It might look all right. Okay. Not sure. Well, you wouldn't have to do that. Um, eh. Do you have cheekage though? Mm, what, I, what 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 do you mean by that? Are the buns sure looking now. right though? That's all that matters. I mean, I don't think I can be the judge of that for myself. I think the audience would probably have to. I mean, help yeah, me you can. You, I mean, you, you know, you you know if you double cheeked up, you know, <laughs> you know. Do, do, okay. do you skip leg day? I mean, not typically. Okay. Um, I stay fairly fit, fairly active. Uh, but I guess the next question is then, what would I wear? You know, something that shows that Tony. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Hoochie, I mean, Hoochie Hoochie Daddy shorts, right? We, we went over it with Jason. We got yeah, to Hoochie these. Daddy shorts. Yeah, that would be definitely a change for their. Do you wear Hoochie Daddy shorts, Jake? No, not. I haven't jumped onto that trend yet. Um, I've seen them out and about, though. I had to. I had to look up online whether that was a phrase I could say because even though that Tony and Russ told me I could, I still was not sure. And then I found it in an NPR article, so I felt pretty good about it. Jake, what is the lowest denomination of currency you would fish out of a public toilet? Ooh, that's a tough one. You're reaching in there for a a ten dollar bill? No, definitely not. I mean, the the answer today is uh, probably nothing. I, I wouldn't stick my hand anywhere near there. In college, you know, it probably would have been a hundred. Um, but there would be other factors, right? The the bathroom that I'm in, 
um, the, the state of the toilet in which I'm reaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people, as, as we all know, um, are better at aiming than others. So yep. uh, there'd be a lot of factors and I'd have to really be down on my luck. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably not nothing today. Um, like I guess if I saw like a Rolex or something, I, it might cross my mind, but then I'd probably say no anyways. Oh, um, just, just a little, little human excrement. Okay, Tom. What is something that our parents still pay for for you? Hmm. You know, this list has gotten a lot smaller. Uh, yeah, congrats. I'm sure they'll be very happy to hear. Uh, oh, man. I'm, if I out myself and I have to pay for this from now on, you're going to be in trouble. Condoms. Um, but right now, I'm still riding a free iPass. Uh, which oh, seems small, but go. oh man, that's a good seen, one. That's a good you one. see the tolls these days. Whew. That's a good one. Um, you know, I went to get a new one because it expired, and uh, I, I, being the good son I did, sent a text to the person that pays for this and asked, you know, I can get off the books. And uh, they said, no, go ahead, just rebook it. And I thought maybe it's because they somehow want to track like where I'm at. Because you can like go online and like pay a toll that you miss, so you At can also go online. Years old, they want to keep track of you. Which tolls you paid for? So you know, our parents are waking up. You know, one day, oh, Jake went uh, thirty miles on ninety west the other day. Ah, interesting. I'll ask him about that. We talked about this on our show last week. What is an eating contest that you think you could win? What food? If you had 10 minutes and you got to be able to down more of this than everybody else, Tony said almonds, which is like the craziest answer I've ever heard. What, what could you win an eating contest then, Jake? Chocolate chip cookies. Uh, no doubt about that. It's the hardest thing for me to do is to buy a package of them and not eat all of them uh, in one sitting. I like all types of chocolate chip cookies, but my favorite are like the somewhat larger ones that are a little bit soft on the inside, a little bit of crunch around the outer perimeter. Um, so, you know, you, you can hold it with one hand. It's not going to break in half. Um, it's, it's firm. Um, I could just go through, you know, dozens of those until I can't eat anymore, until I can't fit any more in my mouth. Would never stop. Yo. <laughs> Tony, I, I read this on Twitter and I was thinking this would be a good one. You, you've seen these types of things on Twitter where they say uh, your rapper name is Lil and the last thing you spent money on, or they make up some other second mm-hmm. part of it. So your rapper name is always Lil something or Young something or whatever. Uh, what would your rapper name be, Jake, if it was Lil and the last thing you spent money on? Whew, well, um, this would be probably, this is a tough one, uh, Lil Amazon, but I don't know if that would be. <laughs> that would be a good name. Lil Amazon <laughs> no, would be a good name, that wouldn't would it? be a decent one. I think mine would be Lil Cereal. What about you, Tone? Lil Tulsa Strudel. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Jake, what inflation price is hurting you the most right now? What thing has gone up so much in cost that it is just driving you crazy at the grocery store or wherever? Um, really, uh, tennis balls. I play a lot of tennis, and not only has the cost gone up like a dollar a can, um, there's like shortages of them like everywhere. So I went to Target a couple months back and couldn't find any tennis balls. And I asked someone like, Hey, did you guys move the tennis section here? They have a small sports section, like every target. And they said, nah, we, we don't have any tennis balls and we're probably not getting them for months. Said, what your target? What do you mean? And they said, uh, well, just, they haven't come in. We don't know when they're coming in. 
Um, so that's been tough. Um, tennis balls has been a little bit tough. And then fruit. I feel like the price of fruit has gone up a lot as well. I eat a lot of fruit, especially uh, pineapple. Um, pineapple has gone up, um, you know, at least a dollar from where it was. So that's been tough on me. Those are two things that are pretty important to me each day. What's a, what's an everyday skill that you are phenomenally talented at? Like, uh, like you know, throwing a crumpled up piece of paper in the wastebasket or something like that. Hmm. Does grilling count? I'm pretty good at grilling. Um, yeah, that uh, works. Yeah. I, uh, I'll qualify. I'm pretty good at grilling without a meat thermometer. Okay. Uh, just so by I touch. Can, gotcha. Yeah. I just kind of look at it and play just, with it a little bit on the grill and turns out, you know, meat, perfect medium rare. Uh, what was your greatest childhood fear? Oh, you guys have talked about this ET without a doubt. Um, I've, I've got recurring nightmares about ET. Do you still? Uh, they haven't occurred anymore, but like he still pops in every now and then. You know, when you're an adult, dream about what your nightmares are about is like loneliness and things like that. But you, so you're having like some dream where you're you're all alone, you're lonely, and then ET pops up. No, no, no. I, I love myself, and when you love yourself, you're never really lonely. So um, that's that's not a feeling that I get very often. But just you, when you have a dream and it gets kind of like uh, burned into your head and, you know, you could just see that image um, every time I can I can see the image of me, um, you know, sitting on E.T.'s shoulders. That was one of the uh, dreams that I had for some reason, like as if he was giving me a piggyback ride and uh, his head. That sounds like a fun dream, though. No, because his, his like long you and E.T. playing and being pals. Uh, yeah, that was part of the dream I didn't understand is why I was on his shoulders um, or, or it's, I don't know if it's a he. Um, and then it, it turns its neck around and looks at me and says it's going to kill me face to face. And that is, I would just, I'll probably go to the grave and still have that picture in my head. I don't know why. Uh, I know E.T.'s fake. Um, whatever the movie production company is that made E.T., they still make movies and like they'll show like E.T., like the boy flying towards the moon with right, E.T. in the basket. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, can they update the logo? Like that, why it's is still it still unsettling to you, huh? Uh, people today probably don't even know what it is. So let's just move on and pick a different logo. <laughs> and finally, uh, which one of us do you think dad likes better? You or Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's get into the dating disasters, because you should, you have a few too, Tony. Oh, me before uh, my lovely yes. fiance. Oh yeah. Did, didn't you have someone like uh, laying in the laying on the sidewalk or something? Oh yeah. yeah outside was, a, outside a party that you were supposed to meet them at. That was awful. <laughs> I still ended up talking to her for a little bit, and then that just kind of ended up fading away. Okay. Um, the, the main way that our audience is familiar with Jake Leisure, who is my brother and joining us today. Jake, by the way, uh, I, I get all the time from people, including from Russ, just very recently. Uh, people are shocked that we're almost the same age. They're shocked that we're brothers because you have you have the great hair and everything. Uh, but also they are shocked to find out that you and I are almost the same age, just three years apart. Yeah, I think that my comment back to that is um, we're much different in life ages, if that makes sense, if you've ever kind of had that. So although yes. we're only three years apart, 
Um, you know, you are married with kids that are growing very fast. Um, and I have yet to enter, um, any type of, uh, relationship where I've lived with the person. The main way that our audience is familiar with you to this point is, uh, the ongoing saga of you and the girlfriend and the snoring dog and the various issues that came out of that. Do you have any other, uh, just dating disasters that have happened? Yeah. Well, there's, there's a few, unfortunately it's, you know, and this is one of the reasons I resonate with Russ on the show. And both of, you know, I'm a big proponent of be nicer to Russ. Um, as he says, it's not so nice in these streets all the time. And, um, you know, I can echo that. If you play the game, you're going to have some wins and you're going to have some losses. Um, I would say one of the losses that I had that was interesting, this is years back. Um, and luckily it wasn't that serious, but, um, I kind of got in a situation where I was played, um, not only by the girl that I was dating, but also by her ex, um, but not in the traditional way that you would think. So, uh, what is, been- what is that? This is some kind of like uh, Tinder swindler scam in reverse or what? It was, it felt like I was a pawn, um, in, in a game, but, um, the way that it all sort of unfolded was, was unique. And I thought kind of fortuitous for me, Oh man, they wanted uh, you to be the third. No, no, no. There was, was no throuple type oh, okay. situation. Uh, although I've been asked about that from time to time. Oh, that's just, that's just a request that's come across your desk several times in life. You know, you got a large inbox, wow. a lot of things go in there. <laughs> That's, that's kind of what happens on the app. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so anyways, I'm, I'm talking to this girl. She's on uh, vacation with her family and, um, you know, she gets back on like a Saturday and we're, we're going to like hang out and she's like, yeah, I'm pretty tired. Let's, let's hang out the next day. Like I'm jet lagged. Okay. So I'm hanging out Saturday night. I'm probably going to stay in. It was like a February night. So it was snowing really cold outside. Uh, the exact night where I would just stay in, be happy. I think I had a roommate at the time, you know, hang out with him, watch some sports, not do too much. And sure enough, opportunity comes knocking. Uh, one of my friends gives me a text like, Hey, I'm at this place called uh, Ronero. So I said, all right, you know, this is exactly the situation where I would normally stay home. It's snowing. I'm going to hang out with the girl that I'm dating the next day. But this seems like too weird of a coincidence that a person I don't talk to a while wants to go to a place I really like. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to go. So I get ready, go there and it's packed. There's like, you know, 150 people on this dance floor and like not five feet away from me. Uh, I see this girl dancing with a guy and, uh, sure enough, it's, it's the girl that I'm dating that is supposed to be jet lagged, um, and tired from vacation with family. And we're going to meet up tomorrow. And, you know, it was dark and there was music. So first I was like, no way this is her. You know, there's, there's 150 people here she's five feet away from me. Like what are the odds? And I remember cause she had an Arabic tattoo on her wrist and at like pretty much the same moment as I think that it's her, she throws her hands up around this guy's neck and starts kissing him. And I see the tattoo. I'm like, Oh yeah. wow. I'm <laughs> glad that I didn't sit at home um, on my couch because I am now in sort of a real life cheaters uh, situation. So, you know, a lot of things going through my head and I'm not the type of person that likes a big confrontation. 
Um, I don't like to make a big scene. I like to watch a big scene. That's great. I'll be in the audience, uh, not on stage. If it's not my drama, I'm there for it. But um, that's not really me. If it, I don't want to deal with the drama in person if it's me. So I was like, all right, I got. Oh, you could have been a petty king. It. You could have been a petty king. There's opportunities. You should have bought both of them a drink. And he's like, oh, it's about that guy over there. And you just raise your drink and be like, hope you enjoy. That's what yeah. you're doing, Tom. That's not a bad idea. So, um, anyways, end of the story is I, I go over and I say something to her. I'd probably something like, hey, thought you were a little jet lagged and staying in tonight. And, you know, she has a pretty normal reaction that you'd expect, like shock and awe and surprise, looks like a ghost. And she like scurries off and goes to the bathroom. Oh, just turn and, and run, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, a child. That's, a, that's a move. Like I mean, a child that's a move. So then I'm left, run. you know, I'm left with the guy, right? Oh, and the guy's giving me a look like, what'd you do? That's my girl. Like what random guy just walked up to me. I, you know, he's in his zone. He's dancing with her. He's kissing her. And you know, I just ruined the vibe. And he's like, what'd you say to her? And I'm like, uh, you know, I just asked her what she was doing. I've kind of been dating that girl for the last few months. And he goes, Oh man, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. That's your girl. And I was kind of like, yeah, you know, we've been dating for a couple months. Like it's, it's coming along. And he, I was like, when did you meet her? And he's like, oh, 10 minutes ago. I'm like, wow. Okay. I kind of overestimated this one. You know, um, here I am thinking we kind of have a good relationship going and, and she meets a guy and 10 minutes later is locking lips. You, so, you would've, it would have been better if they'd had like a relationship. If this was no. like her other boyfriend, that would have been better somehow. It made what we had feel less important if she's going to kind of toss that aside for a random person, I guess, you know, there's really no good feeling in this. Okay. Um, but here's the twist after, uh, like five or six minutes, she comes back, you know, returns to the crime, the scene or scene of the crime. And, um, she looks at me and she goes, why are you talking to him? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, why are you talking to my ex? And I'm like, what? I look at the guy and he goes, yeah, man, sorry. We've actually been dating for like 10 years. Um, I just wanted to know how you knew her. Um, I was the guy that she broke up with before she started dating you. And I was, my mind was just blown. So I was like, not only did I get played by her, but I got played by her ex all in the same three feet. So, you know, what do you do when all that is dropped at your feet? Not much, you know, you raise the glass, you take a sip, um, and then you uh, kind of mosey on out of the bar and <laughs> get ready for NFL Sunday. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. J-Lo's getting married again. Like, why Why is it a thing? Like, after mm-hmm. a certain point, just go go get married in secret. Like, why didn't it need to be this big thing? You've already done this, like, four times. Why can't she be proud of being married? Again? I mean, lots of people get married more than once. 
I mean, a, like, they, she should be, she's allowed to be happy about it and celebrate it. How does a rod feel? It's, it's like, what are you happy about? Their love and being married. Uh, what is anybody happy about at any wedding? For the first one. So the first person, <laughs> okay. I get it. Right. So it's like, were okay. you not happy with the other ones? You just like the idea. They, I'm sure they of celebrated the, those too. I'm sure she had weddings for those too, didn't she? But it's more what I get the feeling. You like she likes attention, and with She's weddings, a celebrity. Like, oh, more attention! I'll just get married again. Go go to that good old bag of of wedding of getting married again. You think it's an attention grab? It's like a publicity stunt to get married again. Oh yeah, definitely. You've gotten so cynical, Tone. Definitely, definitely. No, I, it, it's hard to trust celebrities. I can't trust celebrities. Wait, did she marry Ben Affleck? Yeah. Wasn't she already? Did she remarry him? See, I, don't, see, I don't know. I don't know. I they think, got back together. Yeah, they got back together. I don't think they ever married. But okay. We have we collectively we have almost no information on this other than that you're upset about it. So let's sort this out later. Tony Gill, latest producer in the game, hit the button. Homage, H O M A G E. It's time to give honor to whom honor is due. I take the cash and I take the respect. Give it up, give it up, give it up. We just want our respect. To some people, that's more important. It's time to pay homage. And I want my damn respect too. Presented by our friends at Homage Clothing. Very nice, Tone. Uh, our pay homage segment where we do uh, basically a shout out to someone or something or can really be anything in or out of sports. Uh Really no rules on this other than we want to pay homage to somebody. Uh, it is brought to you by Homage, and you can get 20% off your first order at Homage with our promo code SPORTS20. SPORTS20. Um, Tony, who are you paying homage to today? Ah, yes. The segment uh, that I enjoy the most. Paying are you paying homage, homage to yourself? I, I mean, if I could, that'd be great. Could I do that? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you did, but go maybe ahead. that's a shirt that they'll make for you. Oh, I mean, pay homage to yourself. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a hard shirt. But no, 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 I am not paying homage to myself. I am paying homage to NBA veteran, NBA champion. Why don't, why don't you pay homage to yourself instead? That'd be better. I, I don't know what that was. What? I'm, I'm saying, look, how many times have I, we have done this okay. segment and I've, I've, I've tried to highlight people I, this, that were true to this themselves. Was, this, was your, this was your wildest one yet. Jake, who are you paying homage to? Well, that's a tough act to follow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pay homage to uh, last minute. I'm changing. Um, okay. What do you got? the Chicago Bulls equipment manager. Um, I heard this earlier today and I, I believe it is true, but he or she, I'm not even sure who it is, has come out and said that the number one Jersey on the Bulls is off limits yeah. until it gets retired. And I think that is the way that it should be. 
Um, I think Derek Rose, uh, I guess I'm, I'm paying homage to the Bulls equipment manager and Derek Rose in this. Okay. All right. Um, I totally agree that no one else should wear number one for the Bulls. I think it's odd if the equipment manager is the person that had to step up and enforce that rule. Uh, not entirely surprised. Sounds like something like a, a responsibility that Jim Boylan would assign to someone um, and put them in the limelight. But uh, yeah, I pay homage to that. I don't think anyone else should wear the number one jersey. He's the youngest MVP the league's ever seen. Uh, arguably the third greatest Chicago Bowl uh, ever. I don't know, maybe MJ one, Scotty two, D Rose three. So yeah, I'm glad that no one else is going to wear it. And I can imagine that if they did retire it, um, they'd probably wait until he was retired or maybe in his last season. Um, and, uh, I think it would be a great ceremony and something that the fans would really, really appreciate is to see that Jersey go up in the rafters. That was good. It would have been better if you had the person's name so far. We have Tony, Staying one that I'm sure we can't air, and now you are paying off to someone who you don't know their name. But other than that, it was great. I know their title, the Chicago Bulls equipment manager. All right. Uh, I'm paying homage to the Astros, the Houston Astros. I'm probably like the first person to give the Astros a shout-out in how many years, Tone? Everyone usually just hates the Astros, but they did a good thing. Uh, here's what happened. The A's were going to send their only all-star. The A's are terrible, but they have one all-star because everybody gets one. They have Paul Blackburn, the pitcher. Uh, and uh, they were going to send him to the all-star game in L.A. on a commercial flight. So he was going to be uh, flying southwest with the rest of us. The A's are uh, pretty cheap, I believe. Um, but they were uh, the A's were finishing the first half of the season in Houston against the Astros, and the Astros had a few all-stars. They had four or five guys plus Dusty Baker, and they said, we're flying over on a private jet. Why don't you come with us? So they gave him a ride on the PJ uh, instead of having to fly commercially and check a bag like everybody else, which is what the A's were going to have him do. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Division rivals coming together to uh, – to band together against how cheap the uh, Oakland A's are. The A's are in trouble. I know you don't follow baseball and you kind of like, even though you're a former season ticket holder as recently as well, like a year or two tone, mm-hmm. but the A's are, uh, they, they, they're openly, everyone is openly talking about the A's leaving Oakland now and going, assume everyone assumes to Vegas. Like Vegas is going to have four pro sports teams within 10 years. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where all the money is. That's all the fun is. Yeah, they're definitely gonna do that. Speaking of which, like, didn't the the Nationals after Juan Soto said he's not gonna resign with them, send him to All Star on a commercial flight too? I did not hear that, but um, <laughs> maybe why don't you why don't you find the details on that and we'll circle back to that and f- we'll find out together if that's true or just something Tony heard on Reddit. Uh, pay great. homage. Pay homage is brought to you by Homage. And you can get, they, have, they have a whole collection of uh, of NBA licensed NBA, NFL, MLB shirts. They have them for every team. Uh, they got All Star Game T shirts for this week um, from the All Star Game out in LA. And uh, you can get twenty percent off your first order at Homage with our promo code Sports Twenty. Tone, you got an update here on Juan Soto? Yes, from not the, not the update everybody's looking for, which is what team he's going to be traded to. Oh yeah, this is more important. Uh, This is from Front Office Sports. Juan Soto's agent confirmed that the Washington Nationals refused to charter him a flight to the Home Run Derby after he rejected their $440 million contract extension. Soto flew commercial, arrived in L.A. at 1.30 a.m., then won the Home Run Derby. 
That's petty. That is Petty King right there. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash essay and you can get uh, $223 off their mattress pre-orders. So they've got, here's, here's how this works, just to be clear, because that's kind of a clunky number. So let me explain it. They already are giving our listeners $23 off everything, mm-hmm. anything that you order there, as mm-hmm. long as you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash essay. But right now, while the mattresses are on pre-order, you can, they're offering everybody $200 off on the pre-order. So you can get $200 off because they're nice and another $23 off because you listen to our show and you go there via the link sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Once these mattresses start actually shipping next month, I believe it's going to be, they're not going to have that deal anymore. So you, if you need a new mattress and you want one that's going to be comfortable and cool, conducive to airflow, all these things, sustainable, uh, you can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Get a pre-order. Get $223 off right now. We are calling bullshit on Sean Payton. You remember him? Oh, man. <laughs> Sean Payton tells uh, USA Today football insider Jarrett Bell that, quote, ultimately, do I think I'll get back in to coaching? Sure. And also, quote, there's no way to predict who that club might be. Tell him this is I, I'm holding the statement here in my hand and it's it's like it's covered in bullshit. <laughs> He's a. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what, what, what's your what's your opinion here? What do you what, what do you think uh, about uh, future Cowboys coach Sean Payton saying this? That, that he could end up anywhere. It's like, come on, man. Like I've always I've wondered why hasn't the initial story of what the plan was going to be to Miami like blown up more right like obviously there wasn't any you know illegal things being done but still like a a current player an nfl owner and an nfl head coach were in cahoots during an nfl season to join up together for for in miami like and then when, when that when that plan broke up oh i'll do broadcasting but wait, that doesn't mean I just want to do broadcasting. Of course, I'm interested in, in in coaching. Like, I get that you have to do un, some seedy things in the NFL to be great and to do and to have success. But he's fumbling all over himself. Like it's like, dude, just say, look, I'm going to come back to coaching. I just want to take a break, or I didn't want to coach Jameis Winston. Just, just we know what it is. We know what time it is. Like the Michael Thomas wouldn't come to work. Alvin Kamara was your only real option on on offense, and your defense. Drew Brees is gone. Yeah, right. Drew Brees gone, and you know new alarm. So it just say you didn't want to be there anymore. It's fine. Coaches, I've been here long enough. I got them their Super Bowl after Hurricane Katrina. I've done all I can do here. I, I think it's time for me to move on. Like, you don't have to go behind the scenes and 
pretend like you're going to go broadcast and then come like why you got to keep all this stuff all these lies in line so it's like just tell the truth i look i just don't want to be coach of the saints anymore right now i need a break i need to go away i need a different scenery like it's fine coaches burn out of places and they move on to different places phil jackson was constantly winning in chicago was like ah i think i'm about done here and then went on to do other things like it's okay to want to do other things like stop lying to people Jake, another part of the bullshit here with uh, Sean Payton is that he's playing coy about everything, but he, this is clearly him kind of putting up the bat signal to the entire league. Oh, yeah. Come get, come get me. Come get me. The right. 20 or so teams or two dozen teams, whoever it is, that aren't really, really cemented to their coach like New England is or whoever, like, come get me. I'm ready next year. I, I think it's got to do with, like, two things. Um, one, the quarterback situation, like Tony said. Um, he's going to just kind of wait and potentially pick his quarterback or two, uh, telling all the owners that are thinking, mm, I don't know if this new coach is the right guy that they should listen to that thought. And after they go one in five, they should start piling money into a dump truck and taking it to Sean Payton's house. So he is effectively putting himself as a free agent and just kind of saying, hey, um, I'm going to wait to see the best situation for myself and jump into it and then hold them at ransom for tons of money, which I think is really smart. Um, he's a pretty smart coach. I think he's a local guy, right? Uh, Naperville product, if I yes. know correctly. And uh, maybe went to Eastern Illinois. I'm not quite sure about No, I that. think you're right. Yeah, that's all on his Wikipedia page. That's um, correct. But I think, I, but he's also kind of, he's also kind of casually tossing out there. Like, oh, you know, hey, who knows where I'll go. There's usually like six openings a year. We'll see. Like that isn't how this kind of free agency works with Sean Payton. Sean Payton will go somewhere, whether they have a, a vacancy or not. If you want Sean Payton, you'll be talking with him. And you'll be, you know, firing Mike McCarthy or firing whoever you need to to get out of the way. Matt Eberflus. Would you fire Matt Eberflus, Tone? Would you do that to get Sean Payton after one year? You sign this guy to like a four or five year contract. Mm-hmm. You bring him out of uh, uh, decades of being an assistant coach, mm-hmm. Matt Eberflus, mm-hmm. and uh, give him his first head coaching job. Mm-hmm. You would kick him out the door after one year. Even if things go fine, you'd kick him out the door after one year for Sean Payton? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kidding me? I know I just crapped all over him just now, but come on now. I know what it real is. He's an excellent offensive mind. You just set him up with a, a defensive coordinator that's not going to intentionally try to maim people. Then you should be good. You should be good as an organization. You got a young quarterback. You think Matt Eberflus is going to groom Justin Fields? To what we need him to be? No, he might. He might. I don't know. That's what you, you you've already drawn all these conclusions about everything before they've ever even started. Is he going? All right, change the question. Is he going to do it better than Sean Payton? I'm probably nobody's going to do it better than Sean Payton. There you go. Get my man I'm Tony on this. Out of here. They do it to players all the time, right? Look at the Cardinals. Well, they drafted uh, Josh Rosen, number one, and then one year later they said Kyler Murray might be better. Who cares? Let's get him. Best available. So I think absolutely. It, Matt Eberflus, is that how even how you say his name? I'm not quite yes, sure. It is. It's um, yes. even if somehow things go amazingly well and he wins 10 games, the second Sean Payton says he wants to work as the Bears head coach, that's the number one priority. That's it. 
we'd all agree he'll do a much better job with Justin Fields than 90% of current NFL coaches. Is that and, number too high? And if and because the head coach isn't in charge of the offense, um, that means whoever does grow Justin Fields and where you want him to be is going to be gone anyway. I would rather have the head coach be the mainstay and have a connection to the quarterback uh, in the offense than having to change offensive coordinators every year or have to promote like the eventual, you know, water offensive water guy who just kept moving up because the offensive coordinators kept leaving because Justin Fields is, is talented. I'd rather that not be the case. Tony, you would fire Matt Eberflus right now without even knowing if you could get Sean Payton. You would just do that right now. You you just are so against the guy before he ever even gets started. No, it's that is not, that's not true. It's not At professional. Least see what happens. It's not professional. See what happens. It's not professional. It's just personal. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. I call bullshit. Is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go on now, and you can get uh, you can get a lot of things there. If you're not looking for a, if you are looking for a mattress, that this is the time. This is the time to get in and get a big discount on the pre-order. If you're not, they still got the sheet set. Incredibly silky smooth, 100% eucalyptus sheets, comforter, duvet cover, throw a blanket. You can go on there, build your bundle, get your bed set up. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Jake and Tony, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah there we go that sounded like uh almost minnesotan jake that sounded like or canadian perhaps hey. uh nate burleson the former nfl wide receiver has uh has found himself a new demographic new demographic as he calls it uh the quote-unquote grand cougars Burleson uh, went to CBS this morning, last fall, the morning show, and is uh, now in demand among women of a certain age. Here's what he says. There is a certain age group that watches the morning news that is all over me. That age range is like 50 to 70. They want your boy right now. Grand Cougars. That is what I call them. They stay on me. Said that so, to uh, the New York Post, I believe. Has he been <laughs> mentoring um, the quarterback for the Jets lately? Zach Wilson, MVP of the streets. They seem like they are of kindred spirit. Uh, yeah. Nate Burleson went on to say, Nate, Nate Burleson's 40 and married with kids. Like, I don't think he's uh, um, enjoying, you know, I don't think he's out partaking in that. But uh, he went on to say that women used to love how he looked in, quote, tight pants when he was a player. But now they love that he has insightful opinions on the news. They love his brain, Tone. Mm. Grand Cougars. Wow. That's, uh... you know Where's Russ? <laughs> Russ is Russ is off this week. That would be a good, that would be a good time to have him though. Uh, Jake, what do you? What's the top end of your dating range? Do you think? Uh, usually stays. I mean, I try to stay open to it. First of all, hmm. you never know who you're going to meet, right? What kind of place they're coming from and and why you meet them. Can't control that. But typically, five years above and five years below. All right. I think that's pretty solid range. They, they say the older you get, you, uh, what's the saying? I don't, I don't live by this, but for, for guys, you take your age, you divide it by two and add seven. That's, that's your, 
your bottom end is, is what they say. I don't know what the top end math looks like though. Hmm. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. It's been a great year for Andrew Wiggins, or at least I thought, I, I thought it had been, I thought it had been, uh, he's healthy. He was an all-star this year, a champion, uh, redirected his career, still regrets getting vaccinated. He says, quote, I just don't like putting all that stuff in my body. And he felt like he had no choice but to get vaccinated. Uh, You can find a detailed breakdown of all that stuff on about a million uh, verified medical websites that explain exactly why it's there and what it does. You know, he said it after the season when he's far away from Draymond Green, because that's who made him get it. <laughs> like what? You going to walk up to Draymond and say, I'm not I can't play because I didn't get vaccinated. I can't contribute to this team and this championship uh, aspirations because I didn't get vaccinated. He he fell in line. He fell in line. He knew what it was. He knew what time it was. As long as he did it. I don't care what he says now. Like we, from his initial response, we know his level of. I'm not gonna do that to that black man, but I feel like uh, Draymond Green, if Wiggins were to approach him and and say he wasn't going to get vaccinated, might respond with an open palm slap right to the face. Oh yeah, no words. Just I'll teach you to not get vaccinated around here on this team. That seems like a true Draymond style response. Oh yeah, not pow. Had he not done it, he he would have ended up, I think because they play in San Francisco, he would have ended up basically going the Kyrie route where he would have been out for all these games. And I don't think he would be in this position of having a career renaissance had that been the case. Do you remember Eddie Goldman, formerly of the Chicago Bears? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Tom. Was that you? Did you actually say it at that time, or do you just have a button that you push for it now? No, I said that. Usually, though, these okay. questions are directed at Russ first, so my brain had to, like, oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> uh, Eddie Goldman was one of the great success stories of the Ryan Pace era, until he wasn't. Uh, he retired Tuesday, less than two weeks after Ryan Pace and the Falcons signed him to a contract. Eddie Goldman retires at 28 having played six seasons. Uh, can you imagine the internal conversations here in Atlanta where they're, they're, Ryan Pace is like an assistant somehow in their front office, and they're like, uh, and he's pushing for them to sign Eddie Goldman, and they're like, I don't know. He seems a little iffy. He seems a little flaky. And Ryan's like, no, 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 no. He's only flaked out on me once, actually twice. But, but this time, I'm, I'm 100% sure. Let's get Eddie Goldman. Less than two weeks later, he retires. Man. Ryan Pace ain't gonna never have that job again. I mean, who's Eddie, listening to him? I don't. That, I couldn't understand. I, I saw. I mean, they, you know, I, I don't know exactly who signed him or whose idea it was, but I mean, you know, if they're signing Eddie Goldman, they're consulting the guy in the building that drafted him and paid him. Um, Eddie Goldman, guys, set up. Eddie Goldman, Eddie Gold- great player, has the fire. We get get a real get a real spirit behind him. You know, yeah, you know. Trust me on this one, guys. Uh, An incredible story here out of Lafayette, Indiana. A 25-year-old pizza delivery guy named Nick Bostic was driving through a neighborhood uh, recently. Uh, It was after midnight, and he saw a house on fire. That's not something you see on your way home from work every day. Uh, When he saw it, though, his reaction was to rush inside and see if there was anybody inside. 
Sounds crazy. But because he did, he saved the lives of five kids. He ran in and uh, he gets in the house and he finds that there are four kids ages two to 18 in the house. There's no parents in the house. Parents are out. Uh, and if you had, you know, old enough kids, okay. But uh, they find he finds four kids ages two to 18 and gets them out of the house. And so he's like kind of catches his breath and the, the four kids tell him, this isn't all of us. Our six-year-old sister is still inside. This house is in flames, man. There were pictures, there were uh, body cam videos of this thing. This house is going up in flames. Nick Bostic, 25-year-old pizza delivery man, runs back into the house, cannot see. Cannot breathe hardly. Finds the six-year-old by her crying on the second floor of the house. Punches out the window and jumps out of the second story of the house with her. She survives with just a minor cut. All five kids saved in large part because of Nick Bostic seeing a fire on his way home and running in. Uh, Here's what he had to say about it, Tone. And now. Jake. Leisure reads. I mean, I was hightailing it 110%. It started to get hard to see because the smoke was getting bad. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like I accepted I was going to probably die right there that night. But it was a weird calm. You just got to work as fast as you can. Pizza, pizza. I don't think that part was part of the quote. Oh, sorry. I added that. <laughs> That's Tony's thing lately. He's been just adding in random slogans of companies that don't advertise with us. <laughs> Man, that I should give him this that shirt. Was, this Legends Never Die shirt. Who? who uh, Nick Bostic Nick for saving Bostic. children or Jake for reading that 10 times better than you've ever read anything I've sent you? What? Tony Gale with glasses be out here. What? Don't Nick Bostic was uh, was taken to the uh, to the hospital with uh, severe arm injury and smoke inhalation. He is already reported to be out of the hospital and stable. And a GoFundMe to cover his medical bills is getting, as of this podcast, getting close to half a million dollars. Oh, well, that's a true hero! Mm-hmm. Um, awesome that he did that. I did have a second thought though. Once I kind of sat back and thought about it a little bit more, and I thought, you know, if he's a pizza delivery guy. There's a chance he's used to working, you know, in environments that are hot with ovens and flames, you know, like maybe he's used to being in a really, really high temperature, high pressure environment. So when he saw that, he, you know, just thought this is just like the kitchen at the pizza place I work at. I'll run right in there. Mm. So you think he was built for this? He was built for this. He was molded. I don't think anybody is built for what he described. You can read uh, detailed interviews with him about what he encountered in there and, um, uh, I, that sounds crazy. I just like, I can't imagine running into a burning house, but he saved these kids lives by doing it. It's very impressive. And those kids better I, I grow up there, to be somebody. I hope there's no catch with this. I hope there's no catch. I hope like the story is just what it looks like to be at the time. And we don't find out later. So there's some kind of hoax or whatever, but it seems like an incredible, incredible act of heroism by Nick Bostic. I'd be so mad if I was Nick, if those kids grew up to be nobodies. Yeah. They got to, you know, pay off their end of the bargain here, right? Yeah. I saved your life. Go be president. Okay. All I, I, don't think, I, I don't think that's what he would say. Uh, and finally, Jake and Tony, are you afraid of sharks, either of you? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more than I am of helicopters, yes. You're afraid of helicopters? 
Yeah. You see a helicopter in the sky and you and you are afraid? I get nervous that it might come down. Okay. Uh, Tony, you're not afraid of sharks because you would never go where one is. That is, yeah, that's true. If they don't have sharks in Burbank, uh, Orlando, Atlanta, or Milwaukee, then you're good. Or St. Louis. Okay. There have been, uh, there have been, the reason I ask is there's been five shark attacks on Long Island in New York over the last two weeks. None fatal, uh, but not great. A 37 year old swimmer was bit on his right foot. A lifeguard trainee pretending to be a drowning victim in an exercise they were doing actually got bit on the chest by one of these sharks during that exercise. Uh, another lifeguard was bit near the ankle. A surfer was bit. And an Arizona man uh, just recently was bit on the wrist and butt off of Long Island. And, uh, and as always, of course, anytime this happens, people are defending the sharks. NPR has a story up saying it's a simple case of sharks mistaking feet for fish. That's all. They didn't want to, they didn't want to bite these people. They just thought your foot was a fish. My feet don't look anything like fish. I mean, to, to a shark, like, you know, all they're looking up, all they see is some things just kind of going around and flopping around. Right. Like, is, is this like the start of you doing like hurt feeling shark for being blamed for these attacks? Yeah. It's like, come on guys. Well, I mean, I think it's an indictment on the shark's vision. Like they, they eat fish all day and they can't tell a fish from a foot. Like that's all they do is eat fish their whole life. I would think they'd be able to recognize a fish with, you know, gills and a tail and a foot with toes. I think that, you know, they know it's a foot and they're hungry. They just want to eat the foot. I mean, it could, it could look like, look like a fish. It could be a new fish. Like, come on. Come a new fish? What? Yeah, a new, it could be a new fish. They'd be like, hey, what's this over here? Oh, that's meaty. Hmm. Like, I mean. Like, like when they have like a new sandwich at Subway or something like that. You're yeah. saying this would just be like, oh, it's a new offering. Oh, it's a new type of uh, a fish. Yeah. It has like I mean, five, five fins, uh, you know, at the back. At, at minimum, you got to you gotta at least taste, right? Just get a little bit of <laughs> yum, 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 yum. That would explain why there's no fatalities. Right. It's just a taste. I'm like, ah, nah, this, is, this, this tastes like awful. Uh, the majority of these bites have been from uh, sand tiger sharks, which if you've never seen one of these, the picture is horrifying. They have three rows of teeth, top and bottom, very sharp, about 100 teeth total, and they can grow to 10 feet long. Uh, this got me looking into how to survive a shark attack. So there's a lot of information about this online, um, but you would have to remember this, I guess, Hit in the moment. Nose. That's, that's exactly right, Tony. Yeah. It says uh, one of the things you do is you punch them in the nose or gills. You try to injure their eyes. Uh, as Dwight Schrute famously said, the eyes are the groin of the face. Uh, if the uh, if the shark is circling you, you got to just start fighting it right then and there. If it's circling you, it's going to fight. It's going to come eat you. It's going to come bite you. So if you see it circling, start punching at the eyes and uh, and the nose. Um, and if the turtles and fish around you flee, then you should flee also. One thing it said not to do is play dead. You know, they always tell you if, if you get attacked by a bear, play dead. Don't do that. That's what the shark wants. I suspect kind of that's probably what the bear wants, too. I don't. I think we probably have that one confused. But the shark would definitely love for you to play dead so it can keep chomping on you. Um, the number one tip I read, though, and Tony, you're already following this, was basically stay away from where sharks are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, there, there was, in all seriousness, no, in this article I was reading about how to, uh, 
you know, survive shark attacks and avoid them. It was like, check in with your local, you know, oceanography society to find out if there's, come on, man, nobody's doing that. Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Homage. They uh, not only sponsor our show, but they supply all the shirts that you see us wearing on the show. Uh, Tony's got the Legends Never Die. Jake has a kind of a classic throwback style Chicago Bears shirt on today. And I got the Jackie Robinson Born to Play Ball. Go check out their Jackie Robinson shirts. And if you're listening in Chicago, check out uh, check out their um, Chicago collection. They've got a lot of cool stuff. Very like local themed type uh, White Sox and Bulls shirts um and you can get 20 percent off your first purchase at homage with promo code sports 20 sports 20 gets you 20 percent off and uh that's really going to help you out because you can go on there you can get a lot of great graphic tees they have sports and non-sports pop culture they've got jake they got a zoolander shirt on there that says uh really really ridiculously good looking i know you're a big fan tony they've incredible movie they've got one that says uh, did we just become best friends from Step Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, graphic tees. They've got go tos. They've got go, their go to collection is just classic t shirts. These t shirts are really soft. Classic uh, shorts, go to sweatpants, things like that. Um, you can go there and load up on all your essentials. You could also surprise somebody with a great gift. This is a cool thing to get for one of your buddies if you know something they're into. Um, get them a cool shirt. Get them a cool shirt of the office or uh, a team they like or whatever. Uh, go to homage and use promo code SPORTS20, SPORTS20, you'll get 20% off. Uh, Sports Jason is also brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. I've been telling you guys about the mattress. The mattress is going to be good. It's designed to have airflow and keep you comfortable. It's got, you know, springs and coils and all this cool stuff, but I, I could explain to you. But the bottom line is it's going to keep you comfortable. It's going to keep you cool. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash essay. When you go to their website with that link, it automatically takes $23 off at checkout. So if you want to buy a mattress, they're giving you $200 off and then you get the extra $23 off. Pretty good deal. Uh, Tony, do you have one of your legendary Sheets and Giggles endorsements before we get out of here? Oh, yeah. So look, there's so many things in our world that's created to replicate the womb. There's no better than sorry, sheets the and what? giggles. Sheets. The womb. You know? The womb? The womb. You know? Okay, I'm a sorry. I'll get out womb. of the way. Here you go. Okay. Yeah, a All woman's right. okay. womb. There's so many things created to replicate that because it's the perfect cradle up until sheets and giggles. Their sheets, their blankets will cover you in a nice soft womb-like structure. Where you can instantly in, go to sleep and wake up refreshed. Sheets and giggles. The only product that actually replicates what the womb is. It sounds like it's more comfortable from what you're saying. It sounds like you're saying sheets and giggles more comfortable than being in the womb when you were uh, before you were born. I, I see. I can't say more comfortable because I haven't been there in a while. You don't but, remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, I don't. I don't want any details on that. Thank you. I All appreciate right. that. All right. Wow. Um, that was something. Uh, thanks to Jake Leisure, my brother, for filling in for Russ this week. Russ will be back. Russ is uh, Russ is very busy, as we said, and uh, we're very happy for him. It was very cool to see him on the Apple baseball broadcast mm-hmm. last Friday on his debut for Rockies Pirates. He did a great job. Um, we will have him back when he's done with All-Star Week out in L.A. and his broadcast this week. We will have Russ back. Next week, uh, please uh, get this show anywhere that you get podcasts. You can get it on Apple. You can get it on Spotify, everywhere. But when you go, uh, rate and review the show and uh, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. We will see you again next Friday. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. 
be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.